Welcome to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. Today we're going to be covering supernatural triangle areas of the world. So this is like Bermuda Triangle, Alaska Triangle, and more. These strange vortices of energy which build up from the Earth's core and cause strange phenomenon to happen. We're going to be covering several of these locations, some which you may not even be aware of. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Haunted Road Roasts. It helps you hunt ghosts. That's our coffee, Haunted Road Roast, which you can find out at hauntedroadmedia.com, as well as a bunch of other great things. Now, this particular topic, the uh, supernatural triangle areas of the world, we just recently covered here on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. And for those that aren't uh, yet subscribed to that channel, I do highly encourage you to go out there, youtube.com slash Media. I wanted to at least bring this to you as an audio podcast. Uh, this coming Tuesday on the live show of Beyond the Shadows, we're going to, uh, going to be covering mysterious places of the world. So we'll kind of like briefly cover these, but I wanted to give you a little bit more in-depth and really even though I'm calling this in-depth, uh, this is more of really just kind of the uh, overview of six particular areas around the world that we call triangles that have uh, these type of strange phenomenon happen. Now, like I said, these are uh, vortices of energy which build up from the Earth's core and cause all these different things to happen. So they may manifest uh, as like supernatural portals uh, or these strange disappearances and, and things like that. Of course, we usually relate this to the Bermuda Triangle, but there are other locations around the world uh, that do this. So you'll see unusual weather patterns there and uh, you know airplanes and ships traveling through these areas will require uh, report equipment failures, compasses you know, going crazy, there'll be extraterrestrial sightings, and all kinds of bizarre phenomena happening. Now, it doesn't always happen because, of course, we have all kinds of things going through these triangle areas, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, uh, you know, there's cruises that go right through there, and airplanes that still fly through there to this day. Uh, up in Alaska, going through the Alaska Triangle, people will still fly, you have to fly through it to get to Anchorage. Uh, so, these locations do have these strange things happen, but it's not all the time. So, you know, the trick is, you know, how or why these things happen. But they seem to happen a lot more often at these particular locations around the world. So, and some of the most bizarre disappearances in history happen in these what we call vortex areas. So, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these. We'll get to the Bermuda Triangle last since that's the most popular. But the Alaska Triangle, uh, now this is one that I uh, covered on the show, the Alaska Triangle, on the Travel Channel. I had uh, done a uh, handful of guest appearances on that show, three of them, uh, last year. Well, aired earlier this year, filmed last year. But the Alaska Triangle, it's an area of Alaska from Juneau to Anchorage to Barrow. Uh, in any given year, 500 to 2,000 people go missing and there's been a total of 16,000 people that have gone missing since 1988. That's a very high number. And I understand Alaska is a large place. It's, of course, our largest state in the Union, but people don't quite understand how large it is. It's actually almost three times the size of Texas. So um, very, very huge. Uh, like the Bermuda Triangle, the Alaska Triangle does seem to harness the Earth's energy grid to create this vortex. And... 
a possible portal into another dimension, which of course will affect the planes, boats, and uh, the people and more. Uh, there's all kinds of cryptid sightings up there as well. So many uh, Bigfoot sightings, Hairy Man, Thunderbirds, all these interesting creatures, a lot of Native American legends uh, up there, Native Alaskan legends about uh, different cryptids and supernatural creatures as well. So the missing Douglas uh, is a story that's been particularly interesting for me as far as uh, my research into the supernatural. So this was a Douglas C-54D airplane. It took off from Elmendorf Air Force Base, which is where I was stationed in the early to mid-90s. But it took off from there in January 1950, completely disappeared. To this day, they have no idea what happened to it. Um, it was a, the weather was a, uh, was pretty good that day. It was mostly clear skies. Um, There's no reason to suspect anything wrong with the weather. And they, they didn't have any crazy weather happen that day either. Uh, the final radio contact with that airplane was, was at 1.09 p.m. And then it was gone. They have no idea what happened to it. Uh, it disappeared near Snag in Yukon Territory in Canada. Uh, no wreckage or survivors were ever found. And what's interesting is that shortly thereafter, after they went through this whole huge search and rescue operation, uh, there was a smaller plane that went down in the same area in which they were able to find the plane. They were able to find uh, survivors of that wreck. Smaller plane, same area. They were able to find it, no problem. Uh, during during the search and rescue operation of the Douglas, though, what's really, really interesting about this to me is that there were cryptic radio messages that were received, although they really couldn't hear what was being said. Many people thought it was the crew of the missing Douglas. There was no way to confirm it, unfortunately. Um, and shortly after these cryptic radio messages started, they stopped. And so I have postulated the theory, well, I won't say, let me backtrack that a little bit. So the theory's already been postulated that the Douglas slipped through a portal and ended up some other place in time, another dimension, what have you. And that these radio frequencies have come back from that missing Douglas, possibly through the portal. And where I have kind of ascribed to this is in my own research, I have actually witnessed sound coming through from another dimension. And where I'm on board with this is the fact that sound operates on a different wavelength. So this is where I'm postulating that, yes, they really did slip through another, uh, or they did slip through a portal to another place in time. And the sound of their radio chatter came through that portal just like it did in this other situation if those that are listening are familiar with my story of the shadow person at johnny v's restaurant in muskogee oklahoma this is what i'm referring to because that sound definitely came through um it i have it recorded on audio but it would have come through another place in time and so with that missing douglas it very well could appear perhaps far into the future or perhaps it went far into the past or it could be just in another dimension altogether. We're not really sure where it went, but I would not be surprised if somewhere in our history of all time that it reappears somewhere. Um, 
Another thing I wanted to mention about the Alaska Triangle, uh, well, a couple things. Um, the most notorious uh, disappearance, of course, is uh, U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs. Uh, this happened in 1972. He, he and Alaska Congressman Nick Begich, along with uh, uh, aide Russell Brown and the pilot Don Johns, uh, completely disappeared. This is you know extremely high profile. I mean, you're talking about the U.S. House Majority Leader. Uh, there was a effort that spanned an area of 325,000 square miles, 3,600 hours of search time, and nothing was ever found still to this day. Um, it was not actually brought up on the Alaska Triangle television show. Apparently, uh, this has become such a touchy subject, I'm guessing, for, for the family that they just, they really don't want it brought up so much anymore. I'm going to go there because it really is a significant case. It is very high profile. It did happen. I'm not going to ignore it. Uh, even when I lived up in Alaska in the early to mid-90s, an uh, absolutely bizarre incident happened where an airplane was taking off from the Anchorage, Anchorage airport and the engine on the airplane just completely fell off. Just boom, fell right off the airplane. It landed in the parking lot of a Safeway grocery store. Um, there was like a little strip mall and everything there too. Fortunately, it was at the back of the parking lot. Nobody got hurt. Some of the shrapnel from the plane fell into like people's houses. Again, fortunately, nobody was hurt. The plane turned around and went back to the airport. But again, bizarre, bizarre stuff. That happened in 1993. So that's the Alaska Triangle. There's so many other things that happened up there. Again, this is just kind of a smattering of a few things. Uh, the Bridgewater Triangle, this is in Massachusetts, so it covers the area roughly between Abington, Freetown, and Rehoboth. Um, there's a number of different crazy things that have happened there, but it centers a lot around the Hakkabok Swamp, which was once known as the Devil Swamp to colonial settlers. Uh, people have witnessed there vicious dogs with red eyes, pterodactyl-like flying creature, Native American ghost uh traversing the waterways and canoes, glowing lights throughout the trees. Of course, Bigfoot activity seems like around these places we always get some sort of big bad, Bigfoot activity, right? Uh, but a lot, a lot of different uh, sightings like this, shadow people sightings, and, you know, basically the works. Um, there have been uh, extraterrestrial sightings there. I do, in the video that I posted on YouTube, I kind of detail a little bit one of those particular sightings that may have been extraterrestrial. Some people have tried to say it's a Pukwudgie. And just given the description, I, I don't think it's a Pukwudgie. I do think it's an extraterrestrial encounter. But you can find that one on the uh, on the video on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel. And then there's also, you know, with Hunter Road Media, we got to highlight anything that has to do with Hunter Road. There's Route, 50, uh, Route 44 in Seekonk. Uh, with the red-headed hitchhiker. And this is one of those where, you know, kind of like the vagabond I've talked about uh, along Route 66, kind of very similar, where people will see the hitchhiker uh, walking along the side of the road. They'll stop to pick him up, and he vanishes. And many, many people have actually uh, witnessed this particular uh, this particular hitchhiker and have experienced this, the very same thing, multiple, multiple people. So that's Bridgewater Triangle. There's the Lake Michigan Triangle, uh, which is you know lesser known. People call it the Bermuda Triangle of the Great Lakes. It spans from Ludington, Michigan to Benton Harbor, Michigan, up to Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Um, people believe that the strange activity in the lake began with the disappearance of Thomas Hume and his crew of seven in 1891. So, so this goes back a little ways. 
Uh, they set sail simply in, in a schooner, and they were just never seen again. Uh, nothing ever washed up, no bodies, nothing from the boat, nothing. Uh, later on, in 1920 run, 1921, the Rosa Bell was found overturned in the lake. All 11 crew of the, or all 11 of the crew, uh, went missing. What was interesting about this is that uh, the ship did have observable damage; that had been struck by another ship. Um, no other ship reported any sort of accident. There was no other wreck that had been found. So it very well could have been simply that. It was a hit and run, and whoever hit the Rosabelle didn't want to report it. But again, mysterious, mysterious circumstances, and the 11 crew were completely missing. Now, one of the more bizarre cases was in April 1937, Captain George Donner of the O.M. McFarland went completely missing. Um, now, he was aboard a boat that was in the water. Um, they had they'd gone through icy waters. Uh, they were nearing the port. They had done their run. If I recall correctly, they were uh, hauling some sort of ore or whatever across the waters. And he went to lie down to rest. And he told the crew to wake him as they were nearing port. So as they were nearing port, they went to go wake him. The door was locked. They're knocking on the door, knocking on the door. He's not answering. Finally, one of the crew decides to break down the door, fearing something has gone wrong with him. And something certainly had gone wrong with him because he was completely missing. He wasn't in the room at all. So this is a guy that said, hey, come wake me when we're nearing port. And then he completely disappeared. To this day, nobody knows what happened to him. He's just, he's gone. Uh, there's also the unfortunate incident in 1950 of Northwest Airlines uh, Flight 2501. It was carrying 58 passengers over the lake. They hit some turbulent weather. Uh, just before they disappeared from radar, they had reduced their altitude to you know fairly low, about 3,500 feet. Um, and they were citing severe electrical storms, uh, high winds, and what have you. And then they just went completely missing. Uh, a couple a couple things have washed up, uh, like somebody's shirt and stuff like that, but not much at all. Like There really wasn't any wreckage, so then they're not sure where the plane actually is or where any... Um, uh, of the victims are is gone. Uh, however, there were two police officers who, within two hours of the plane's final transmission, saw a strange red light hovering over Lake Michigan for about 10 minutes before it disappeared. So many people, of course, uh, believe that that was a UFO sighting, and people have been seeing this type of activity with the red lights hovering over uh, Lake Michigan as far back as 1913. That would be the first uh, reported sighting of that. Now, another interesting thing about Lake Michigan that some people are uh, attributing this activity to is a ring of stones that's been found under the water there. from an, Basically, uh, from a lost ancient civilization. Uh, the origin of these stones is not known. It's under about 40 feet of water. There have been some etchings found in the stonework there, but basically people call this um, a, a type of Stonehenge. It has the same alignment as Stonehenge, so they, they call it the Stonehenge of the Great Lakes or North America Stonehenge, although there are other uh, stone structures around North America that they actually call North America Stonehenge. Uh, but this would be like the Stonehenge of the Great Lakes, a ancient lost civilization that created a uh, site of power, an ancient site of power, 
modeled very much like Stonehenge, and there it is in the Great Lakes. So some people say that the the stones are actually powering the lake and powering this activity there that's at the lake. Now, these triangle areas are vortices. You know, they are they are areas that have this vortex energy coming up from the Earth's core, like we talked about earlier. So as far as the stones uh, being an ancient site of power, this would be something that the ancients would have known. There is this energy here. We want to be able to use it for different reasons. And we always theorize and speculate as to what they actually use the energy for, whether it was healing or worship or um, or using it for some other um you know, ascension type of, um, you know, you get into like ascension mysteries and things like that to, to be able to use this type of spiritual energy for different things. And so this seems uh, that is certainly the case here. Whether or not it's actually powering Lake Michigan, well, there are all these strange disappearances and crazy things going on within the lake, so it very well could be. Now there's the Nevada Triangle as well. This one stretches from Las Vegas to Reno to Fresno, uh, of course, again, many disappearances. Uh, over the past 60 years, over 2,000 planes have been lost in a 25,000 square mile region of desert and mountains. Uh, this also includes the notorious Area 51, which, of course, is the hotspot for UFO sightings, strange phenomena, conspiracy theories, all kinds of crazy things that are supposed to be going on at Area 51. Um, now, some believe that the ex uh, the extensive number of crashes in the area are due to unusual wind conditions and a phenomenon referred to as a mountain wave. Now, this is an internal gravity wave within the mountain range that increases with elevation. So, you imagine something like this could uh, severely uh, monkey with the uh, with the equipment with inside an airplane. Uh, but again, that would be a natural uh, electromagnetic phenomenon happening within uh, that mountain range in that area. Uh, one of the more notorious disappearances over the years, I'm not going to get into a whole bunch here, but uh, the one more recent would be Stephen Fawcett in 2007, uh, who disappeared. He was a record-breaking aviator, uh, and although nearly $1.6 million had been spent in search and rescue efforts to try to find him, it was a random hiker uh, about a year later, who actually discovered the remnants of his plane, his uh, his remains were discovered uh, about 65 miles away from where he'd taken off. So, but disappearances there go as, as far back as like 1943. As far as like aviation disappearances, crashes, and things like that, as far as disappearances of people, well, that goes even farther back. Uh, there is the Dragon Triangle. This is also known as the Devil Sea or the Pacific Bermuda Triangle. And that spans from Japan to the islands of Bonin and then deep into the Philippine Sea. Uh, legends of the Devil Sea go way back, uh, all the way back to Chinese fables from around 1000 BC, which actually speak of dragons living under the water surface who attack passing vessels. So that's kind of where this moniker comes from. Um, an early account of trouble in the Dragon Triangle actually dates to the days of Kublai Khan, uh, grandson of Genghis Khan, who lost some 40,000 crew members aboard ships bound for an invasion of Japan in the late 13th century. And you kind of look this up and you can uh, you know, read about how they've actually discovered uh, the fleet still there under the sea. It's really, really interesting. 
uh, in the 1800s, we get into a little bit more paranormal stuff here, uh, there was a mysterious woman seen sailing a strange vessel that kind of looked like a traditional Japanese censer for burning incense. Um, it's not known where she was headed, who she was. Uh, it's, she was thought to be rather ghost-like and was never seen again. So the Japanese started naming this triangle area Manoumi, or Sea of the Devil, because of these different types of paranormal and supernatural stories like this. Uh, in the 1940s and 50s, there was a lot of trouble going on in that part of the of the sea where scores of Japanese fishing boats and military ships disappeared in the triangle uh, in the area between Miyake Island and Iwo Jima. So in 1952, the country sent an investigative team out aboard the Kayomaro number no. five, another uh, boat, out into the waters. Contact was lost along the way and after a short period of time, remnants of the ship were discovered in the sea. It's not known what happened to them. Um, you know, after that contact was lost, you know, it's fair game to kind of speculate as to what really happened. But the 22 crew member and the nine scientists aboard were all lost, and there were just pieces of the boat floating around in the water. So following that incident, the Japanese government declared that area of the Dragon Triangle dangerous for marine voyage. Then, of course, there's the Bermuda Triangle. Of course, this is the most famous of the triangle areas. It covers 500,000 square miles of water. It has, I can't even count the number of stories and legends that go along with the Bermuda Triangle. Again, you can look all that up. We'll cover a couple here. But this dates back, legends date back as far as Christopher Columbus. When he first sailed through this area in the Atlantic Ocean, he reported sighting a great flame of fire crash into the sea. It may have just been a meteor, but he also reported experiencing erratic compass readings while traveling through what we now call the Bermuda Triangle. Now, where this really started to pick up was sometime after Christopher Columbus in 1918. Uh, the USS Cyclops went missing with this crew of 309. Uh, it was carrying manganese ore, and what's kind of twisted about this is that it's two sister ships, so ships that were basically, you know, they're designed exactly the same um, they were also lost carrying metallic ore but it was years later in the north atlantic during world war ii so they were all lost all doing basically the same thing the one the, the first the uss cyclops just happened to be in the bermuda triangle back in 1918. now one of the most famous incidents that happened there uh, in the bermuda triangle was flight 19. this was in december 1945 five torpedo bombers on a training run were lost. They were just never seen again. Uh, the Navy uh, blamed it on a navigational error that led the aircraft to run out of fuel. Uh, but no remains of these five torpedo bombers were ever found. They sent all kinds of search and rescue out into the area to try to find them. And one of the search and rescue planes with a crew of 13 also disappeared. So you can imagine that they're trying to find these five bombers, this missing flight, and the search and rescue team also goes missing. Very, very crazy. Again, all kinds of other incidents have happened over the years. One of the ones that um, I do like to cover is in 1970 with Bruce Gernon. He was also mentioned on the Alaska Triangle because there are some similarities between his experience and what the missing Douglas in Alaska could have experienced. And basically, uh, he flew into what he ended up calling an electronic 
fog. And he was flying from Andrews Island to Fort Lauderdale. It's a, it's a flight that he routinely made. And as he was flying through this area, massive dark clouds formed up ahead of him, which morphed into a spiral. And it just swallowed his airplane right into this, this vortex or essentially what became a portal because he, he basically traveled forward 30 minutes in time. So a, a flight that usually took him, I want to say it was um, um, 90 minutes, only took him like 60 minutes or whatever it was. I forget the exact numbers. But basically, he traveled about 100 miles in three minutes. You know, it, it just, you know, when he came out on the other side, the city of Miami was below him. He was like, oh, I should not be here yet. Uh, but he was. And so it seems very, very similar, uh, his experience as to what could have happened with the missing Douglas in Alaska, except that he came out on the other side in this same time, place, and dimension that he was supposed to, but the missing Douglas did not. So, again, these are just a handful of the plethora of tales from these different vortex areas, um, the Bermuda, the Bermuda one particularly, because there's so many, so many tales and stories. Uh, but all of these have tons of stories associated with strange sightings, uh, strange disappearances, you know, things going missing, um, you know, all kinds of crazy paranormal activity going on w within these areas. I didn't even really get into like, you know, some of the different haunted areas and, and things like that there, uh, or even very many of the UFO sightings, but they all experience uh, some sort of extraterrestrial sightings in these areas, these sites of power that just, you know, really attract this type of activity. So, um, by all means, please go ahead and head out to the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel where I do have uh, that video on the uh, supernatural triangle areas of the world. Uh, very interesting. Oh, the other thing about, um, I almost forgot to mention, about the Bermuda Triangle, that one also, we mentioned Lake Michigan having the um, uh, the standing stones that were there under the water. The Bermuda Triangle also has the Bimini Road, which many people speculate to be uh, the lost city of Atlantis. Now, I don't necessarily think it's the, lo the lost city of Atlantis, but I do think it is, again, another lost civilization um, that's been forgotten to time and basically been swallowed by the waters. So another kind of interesting correlation between Bermuda, Lake Michigan, these other triangle areas, they all seem to have things like this in common. So even with the Alaska Triangle, they talk about the Black Pyramid up there. And, and we'll get into all that stuff in, a, in another video and some other, some other work that we're doing here on Haunted Road Media. So uh, by all means, please go ahead and check that out, youtube.com slash Media. Get some more details out there and uh, stay tuned to Beyond the Shadows because we will be covering mysterious places of the world coming up Tuesday night at uh well we start the whole thing off edge of the rabbit hole 9 30 p.m we usually get to beyond the shadows by about 10 45 and 11 11 o'clock that's eastern time that's our live show on youtube.com slash edge of the rabbit hole and then we are uh you know doing the audio replays on uh spotify iHeartRadio, and then kgraradio.com is also uh carrying our show now so be sure to check us out all those particular locations I'm Mike Ricksecker. Till next time.